the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. All right. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. It's 106. Folks, we have breaking news. As uh, It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. The, uh, the feds have raided Rudy Giuliani's apartment. His uh, apartment and office, I want to bring you the latest right now. This just came down in the last hour, and um, and everyone is covering it. I believe it has to do with the Ukraine probe. That's what they're looking into, and they're uh, seizing documents. And this is, again, federal investigators searching the apartment and office of Rudy Giuliani. And one of the things that they've been uh, going after is uh, as part of a lobbying probe. So I want to just pull up the latest on this. So this is a developing story that is happening right now. And that is a former attorney for President Trump. But then he was also very unsuccessful with trying to get the president the election overturned. And that is former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. All right, I'm going to, um, let me pull up this. To bring you the latest on this, his home searched by federal agents, part of a lobbying probe. Federal agents carried out a search warrant, home and office, former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani this morning. I think I have some sound on this that we want to play if we can. So, um, war in relation to, this all has to do with the ongoing federal probe, the Southern District of New York. So this is uh, about as serious as it gets. Now, we've heard that they were looking into him. I like this uh, headline, Biden hood, tax the rich, give to the poor. Feds, feds execute search warrant, Rudy Giuliani's apartment, lobbying probe. Cohen says, here we go, folks. Let me see. Uh, okay, now that's, that's not the one that I wanted. All right. Uh, warrant relation lobbying efforts abroad during the Trump presidency. Key focus is the impeachment, first impeachment case against the president. Sources tell ABC News Giuliani's electronic devices, including his cell phone, were confiscated by authorities. Spokesman and attorney for Giuliani did not respond to a request for comment. Officials with the FBI, U.S. Attorney, Southern District also declined comment. So the New York Times are the first ones to, I just want to, um, Someone who put out, here we go, uh, Michael Cohen, here we go. Apartment search and federal investigation. The New York Times is the first one to break the story. They obtained a search warrant, whether or not he broke lobbying laws. Federal investigators executed search warrants earlier today at the home and office of Rudy Giuliani. Former mayor of New York City became President Trump's personal lawyer, stepping up a criminal investigation into his dealings in Ukraine. They seized electronic devices and searched his apartment on Madison Avenue and his office on Park Avenue. Oh, it's six o'clock. So six o'clock this morning. Executing a search warrant is an extraordinary move for prosecutors to take against a lawyer, let alone a lawyer for a former president. It's a major turning point. Long-running investigation into Giuliani, who as mayor steered New York through, obviously, the September 11th attacks. His attorney, Robert Costello, called the searches unnecessary 
because his client had offered to answer questions from prosecutors. What they did today was legal thuggery, Mr. Costello said. Why would you do this to anyone, let alone someone who is the associate attorney general, United States attorney, mayor of New York, and the personal lawyer to the 45th president of the United States? Federal authorities have been largely focused on whether Giuliani illegally lobbied the Trump administration in 2019 on behalf of Ukraine officials who at the same time were helping Giuliani search for dirt on Trump's political rivals, including President Biden. U.S. Attorney's Office in Manhattan, the FBI, for months sought to secure a search warrant for Giuliani's phones. I want to repeat that. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Manhattan, the FBI, for months sought to secure a search warrant for Giuliani's phones. Under President Trump's senior political appointees of the Justice Department repeatedly sought to block such a warrant. New York Times reported slowing the investigation that was gaining momentum last year. After Merrick Garland was confirmed as President Biden's attorney general, the Justice Department lifted its objection to the search. While the warrants are not an explicit accusation of wrongdoing against Giuliani, it shows the investigation has entered an aggressive new phase. To obtain a search warrant, investigators need to persuade a judge they have sufficient reason to believe crime was committed and the search would turn up evidence of the crime. The investigation of Giuliani grew out of a case against two Soviet-born men who aided his mission to Ukraine to unearth damaging information about Biden and his son Hunter, who was on the board of the Ukrainian energy company. The prosecutors charged the two men, Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman, with unrelated crimes in late 2019, and a, a trial is scheduled for this October. While investigating Giuliani, prosecutors have examined, among other things, his potential business dealings in Ukraine and his role in pushing the Trump administration to oust the American ambassador to Ukraine, which was the subject of testimony at Trump's first impeachment trial. As he was pressuring the Ukrainian officials to investigate the Bidens, Giuliani became fixated on removing the ambassador, Marie Yanovich, who he saw as an obstacle to those efforts. At the urging of Giuliani and other Republicans, Trump ultimately ousted her. As part of the investigation of Giuliani, the prosecutors have explored whether he was working not only for Trump, but also Ukrainian officials or businesses who wanted the ambassador to be dismissed for their own reasons. Under the Foreign Agents Registration Act, it's a federal crime to try to influence or lobby the United States government the request direction of a foreign official without disclosing it. The prosecutors have scrutinized his dealings. One official helped Giuliani associates in this dirt-digging mission while urging them to work to get the ambassador removed. Among other things, the prosecutors have examined discussions. Giuliani had about taking on hundreds of thousands of dollars in apparently unrelated consulting businesses, which resulted in a draft retainer agreement that was never executed. Giuliani had said he turned down the deal, which have helped him involving the Ukrainian government recover the money, I believe, had been stolen, stashed overseas. Um, so, again, this is all just breaking in the last hour. And um, I also want to just, uh, let's see, here are some other things. You can take it to the bank. The FBI will start leaking personal conversations from Giuliani's devices. 
This has nothing to do with justice, everything to do with weaponizing the FBI against political opponents. That's an interesting take. Um, let me just see some of the other. Uh, well, this is obviously huge news about uh, how could someone do this to Donald Trump's lawyer of all people, says Giuliani's lawyer, about the personal thuggery. What they did today was legal thuggery. Why would you do this to anyone? Well, they, they actually went after Paul Manafort in that way. So let me just see if there's, um, that, that, that is a huge, huge story. And I, we obviously don't know where this is, uh, is going to lead. Um, let me just, uh, let's see, new wrinkle. Yeah, his uh, search warrant sought evidence of his communication with John Solomon for the columns for the Hill and the Ukraine created much controversially and were eventually disavowed by the outlet. Now, that's interesting. This guy, John Solomon, who I happen to follow on Twitter. Let me just pull this up again, folks. Good afternoon. It's one fifteen, and it's John DePietro on there he is, John Solomon, right, founder of He Worked at the Hill. He, uh, well, he did tweet out, federal authorities searched Giuliani's New York apartment. Wow. Can you imagine how huge this is uh, today, folks, the news in New York? Whew. Um, let me just check on. All right. Well, I'll, I'll check on that. But this is... Uh, we, we don't know what this what this means for if they're trying to who they're trying to find out communication with. But that I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it means anything leading to President Trump. Let me put that. Uh, let's see. Now, he does a show on WABC. <laughs> um I'm seeing that they're promoting New York City's first mayoral Democrat debate is occurring today from four to six. The debate will be moderated by Governor David Patterson and Dominic Carter. So they're going to be covering that. Um, I wonder if they're if they're going to be what they're going to say about right now. They have nothing on <laughs> Giuliani. <laughs> They have nothing on the Rudy Giuliani show. I'm just checking it right now. Um, let me see if they have anything on him. He still does a show on on my old station in New York, WABC. I'm not seeing anything on their Twitter feed about him right now or the fact that he is now, uh, they raided his apartment and everything. And office, as a matter of fact. So that's interesting. So, you know, Giuliani, but let me say this, folks. I mean, I, I think he he has just been a problem for a while. I really mean that. I was a fan like so many of you. But I, I, I just think, I just think he's he's been a problem for a while. He, he was terrible with the, uh, with the election, right? He just, he just was. Giuliani, when he was then in Michigan, and that woman who then they're saying that she was drunk and just didn't have any evidence of anything. 
Um, WABC has nothing on the, <laughs> the website about their afternoon personality in the, the form of former mayor of New York. There he is, Rudy Giuliani, each weekday from 3 to 4. Well, that would be an interesting show, whether or not if he's going to be on. So, all right, well, folks, good afternoon. Again, it's, uh, it is breaking news. That is, uh, that is big. And I don't know what it means uh, regarding President Trump. And I did see that President Trump, they are looking to maybe, uh, they may start getting the rallies going again. I think that would be very, very popular. I think a lot of people would be, I think it is kind of missing, but President Trump, they're not sure yet if he's going to just go and do a rally himself to just kind of connect with the base or if he's going to do it on on top of, you know, uh, as part of that. Let me just read some other stories. Uh, report nearly 50% increase in K-12 through student amnesties in the fall of 2020. Well, come on. I mean, what were they supposed to do? Feds execute Warren at Rudy Giuliani's New York City home. What a disaster. Now, also, Dan McGowan does have his piece on the census. I think it is now posted. He co- is a columnist and also covers Rhode Island for uh, the Boston Globe. But I want to just, um, I thought I saw that it was posted, his particular, yes. Let's see. An unusual duo saved Rhode Island's congressional seat by Dan McGowan. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. It was just posted at 1230. Louis Estrada. If there was an opposition research book on him, it would be scathing. Ex-con, 22 years behind bars for his role in the string of robberies in the 80s. Former addict, sober for 34 years, but first-rate political advisor to mayors, sitting governors. And then Jordan Hanover, pretty much everything. He is a white, college-educated, by-the-book progressive, trained on Capitol Hill. She compliments everything I Dota Strata said. When we talk, we just get each other, she said. Everyone was excited about the, the business of the census. So Estrada, 60, approaches conversations with the skepticism of a guy who had friendly test, friends testify against him in the courtroom. He prefers to remain behind the scenes. She's 45 years old, blah, blah, blah. Polar opposites. Um, they were He... Spent enough time in recent years working on political campaigns in Providence, Central Falls, and urban Newport to know there's a lot of undocumented people living in the state. They were hard to reach because they knew the former President Trump wanted them, didn't want them to be counted in the census. So he instructed volunteers to look for basement windows with curtains, which could indicate that someone was living in a makeshift apartment there. He also looked for names on mailboxes, tried to locate residents who may have moved. There were other tactics, too. They were giving away free food, trying to sign people up for the census, but they weren't getting a lot of attraction. So he started handing out $20 bills from his own pocket to people in 10 cars. Word got around. Someone was handing out money. Everyone loves something free. Um, everyone expected that we were going to lose a congressional seat, but they went to work. Um, 
Estrada was released from prison 2005, became a paralegal. Passion and politics. Uh, he's helped me, your angel Tavares, current governor Dean McKee. No one played a bigger behind-the-scenes role convincing McKee to select Sabina Matos as lieutenant governor. Um, in the end, Rhode Island added 44,000 new residents since 2010. New York lost a seat by coming up 98 people short in the count. Wow. But I want to put that out. That is, um, without question, folks, what they did was they went out and decided to go after illegals. And that's how they saved the congressional seat, by convincing the illegals to fill out the census and be counted. And if you remember a big part of one of the elements, and now you know why, That they were so afraid of it was they fought so hard because President Trump, President Trump wanted people to check off whether or not they were here legally or illegally. And, and this guy confirms that was one of the reasons that President Trump didn't want them to be counted in the census. But ultimately, he came up short. As a result of that, that's why suddenly they were able to count. But so they're listed as Rhode Island residents. Now, as I said, if they came up with 44,000 people and they're undocumented, so, and these people were, as they're saying, especially hard to reach because President Trump wanted them to have to check off whether or not they were here in the country legally. And it's a huge, huge problem. I want to find them. I think I have some sound of the situation regarding uh, Rudy Giuliani. And this is, uh, as you can imagine, I mean, this is... um, Really making waves, folks. Huge, huge story on where this is going to go. And they've been going after him for a while. As I told you, and right now it's 124. I, I, was, um, I was very uncomfortable with, with how uh, Giuliani was, was operating for quite some time. I also want to play this quick story. Nearly 50% of kids were absent in the fall of 2020. You know, but... Something that needs to, and I am not sure about this story, but one of the things is, why should children be in the classroom if a teacher, if the teacher was not in the classroom, if the teacher's not in the classroom? So let me just play this uh, quick story that Channel 12 uh, put out. Here we go. And we'll play it right now. Taylor with a 12 News Now update. A report out today backed by the Rhode Island Department of Education has some concerning findings. The department launched the Learning Equity and Accelerated Pathways Task Force in February, made up of 36 parents, state and local leaders, education experts, and community members. And they spent about two months assessing K-12 public school data. Enrollment, they found that enrollment in Rhode Island public schools decreased by 3.1%, or about 4,000 students. 
student absences increased by almost 50%, with greater percentages of chronic absenteeism in higher poverty schools. Elementary school students were more impacted than older students. On average, students in grades three through five fell two to three months behind in math and one to two months in reading. Summer school, they, they said, should be in person this summer, but they did not make that mandatory. They also recommended that summer school last five to six weeks, uh, that classrooms be 15 or fewer students, and that there be a focus on attendance and engagement. The task force says more information will come by the end of June 2021. You can read the full report below. Again, folks, that was, um, you know, I, I think it also, sorry about that. I think it also uh needs to what also needs to be included with that is just how many teachers were out and and let's face it if you're listening right now it's 126 good afternoon it's john dipetro on am 1380 and 99.9 fm let's face it if there were a lot of people that were unsure a lot of uh the, the schools were were not exactly a comfortable place for kids to be but i think we're just starting to hit skim the surface just how damaging how damaging this has been for so many kids were not in the classroom this portion of the john DePietro show folks is brought by ryan's appliance repair now on this wednesday let's just say you have an appliance that's not working properly pick up the phone and call ryan's appliance repair 401 710-7096 Ryan's Appliance Repair repairs on all makes and models of appliances now. Let's just say your washing machine is not working properly, or the dryer, or the oven, or the refrigerator, or your garbage disposal. Whatever it is, Ryan will repair it. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. What about the, uh, the ice maker in your refrigerator call ryan's appliance repair if your appliance is dying just call ryan 401-710-7096 and you can always find him on facebook well good afternoon at 128 it's john DePietro on am 1380 and 99.9 fm now folks remember log on at the website depetro.com which is sponsored by all state lock Experts in locking systems, building security, security cameras, all state lock and online, allstatelock.com, or call them at 401 349 0042. I know that Channel 6, they have footage of the security camera across the street from where you had where the woman went in and in one socket and just left the vehicle running and you see someone right across the street that is observing the whole thing and immediately goes over security footage a suspect stealing a car with a two-year-old backseat on elm street this happened on monday so the daughter's been reunited they're still searching but this security footage you see the woman pull up and then suddenly, right across the street, there was someone sitting on some steps, and he sees that the car is running, and he casually walks right across the street and gets right into the car and then drives off. 
So now the little girl, two-year-old in the back seat, there was no reason to leave that car running. There was no reason. And then you see the mother frantic when she comes out. Frantic when she comes out. So uh, there, there was... There was Unless the only thing I can think of, and I'm certainly not justifying it, would be if somehow someone had a problem where their car was stalling, you know, and you want to just like keep it running. But even then, nowadays, you you could even, it had to have been the keys inside. I mean, a lot of cars, you could actually lock it. So, but then she comes running out. And she's frantic and she goes back inside the store and then back out. And I'm sure you're trying to think like, like, what happened? Did I did I not park it there or you're just confused about the whole thing? But that is um, that is absolutely disgraceful how that that mother. I mean, you can't you just can't do that. I mean, that look at the danger. Now, again, they were able to. Get the little child back. But what is so important with that you're not that you're not shutting off the engine to it? That you're not and how about why not taking the little two year old inside? Taking the little two year old inside with you? You leave the little child in the car? Ugh, I don't understand that in any way. All right, folks, some other news now. First time the uh, Southern District of New York has raided the home of a former U.S. attorney for the district. Rudy Giuliani at his house raided this morning. Um, what's this? Hours after filming herself on Facebook Live saying blank the police, Jessica Bovis struck and killed a New York, uh, New York City police officer with her car. Um, this I have not seen this story New York City radio host says blank the police on live stream while drinking booze kills officer later in a hit and run filming herself Jessica Beavis I don't know her struck and killed according to the Daily Mail two hour live stream was posted on our Facebook page part of the face the reality radio show she appears on During the stream, she slams the justice systems and plays the NWA song, Blank the Police. She began her stream talking about the Chauvin trial. This week, we're going to talk about the ignorance, blah, blah, blah. Um, If ever faced with a counter, she would not be the only victim. Like NWA says about the police, if you're going to kill me, at least I got to take someone with me. Um, She also voiced her support. If you're uh, for capital punishment. Throughout the video, she's seen vaping and drinking an unknown dark liquid from a plastic cup. Uh, it was vodka before the deadly accident. After signing off her stream, she says, blank the police. She got her a Volkswagen and drove down the Long Island Expressway where Anastasio Tosos was redirecting traffic from a fatal car crash. He was in full reflective gear next to a marked police car with a flashing light series of cones. Authorities say she blew a .15, nearly double legal limit, two hours after the incident. She struck him, sending him 100 feet in the air before he landed on a grassy area near the road, later pronounced dead. Leaves behind a wife, three-year-old son, six-year-old. Um, let's 
think when you see the images of the car, the windshield's completely shattered as well as damage to the front of the car. There's no way to know. There's no way not to know you struck an individual. So she um, accused of driving intoxicated. And then not only that, but it was a, a hit and run. So let me see if we have um, sound of this. There's her being taken out. She's crying and says she's sorry. She's crying, saying, I'm sorry that I hit him and he's dead. What a disgrace. What a disgraceful individual that is. Wow. Drinking on a Facebook Live and then talking about police gets intoxicated. And then there's a police officer. There was a fatal accident out of the car, directing traffic, and then she purpose, well, she goes cruising into him. Drunk driver, 32 years old, down tequila and wine during a podcast. Killed a cop in a hit and run, both about carrying a knife. 13 charges, faces 15 years in jail. What a disgrace. There she is, Jessica Beavis. Um, downing shots. And then there she is, and she killed the poor man. Wow. She does it under a different name, talking about the trial. They keep showing this footage of her doing shots and vaping, and then boom. Terrible. Ugh, what a terrible mugshot. 32 years old of Hempstead. Ugh, my goodness. How rotten to do. Oh, my God. I'm seeing, looking at a picture of the car. The windshield in the front of the car, folks, the damage is brutal. The windshield is smashed. And that was a hit and run? She claims she didn't know she hit him? She How could you not know? Speeding along, ignored the traffic cones, swerved around another car, threw him 100 feet up in the air. Oh, my goodness. And then she sped off. Past several exits, coming off the expressway, she mounted a curb with her car, the complaint says. So at least they got her. Well, I don't know how you wouldn't get her. Um, As police officers surrounded a vehicle, the drunk driver reversed her into a police car behind her in an effort to flee again. She claims she didn't know she had hit a person. What did I do? I heard a thump. I knew I hit something. I don't know what it was, she told the officers. Yeah, the, the, the entire front windshield is smashed in. And then they showed them arresting her. The car is a wreck. Oh, my goodness. Poor officer. 14-year veteran of the force. Out there doing his job. Wow. What about his life? Does his life matter? Oh, my God. Folks, what is happening? But again, the big news right now, it's 137. The big news right now is that Rudy Giuliani, that they um, have raided, the feds have raided his apartment and office. So that doesn't sound, that doesn't sound positive. That's for sure. Um, That does not sound good in any way. That doesn't sound very good for our guy, Rudy. 
So again, innocent until proven guilty. Folks, remember, he enjoys the presumption of innocence. Do I have to even mention that again? Absolutely does. How about the, the CEO had to resign because he, um, he saw a boy dressed up in a prom dress and fired over confrontation with teen. And he, like, said something about it. And now the CEO has now uh, left. But now I'm seeing this. Trump prepares to restart MAGA rallies next month. And then we'll announce if he's running for president after the 2022 midterms. So there you go. So, but he's planning to restart the rallies. I think there'll be uh, a lot of excitement about that. I do. And folks, obviously, depending on where it kicks off, Juan will be there on the scene. But as I've been saying, a big part of this is that the party needs to have success. The Republican Party needs to have success next year in the midterm elections. Well, folks, good afternoon. Here I am. It is Juan. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program, remember, if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, 272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. Did someone hit your car? Right now on this Wednesday, did someone hit your vehicle or maybe someone that you know or a friend or a coworker? Call West Fountain, 401-272-3340, located 400 West Fountain Street, Providence, the original, the best. It's West Fountain Auto Body, and they'll handle everything for you, West Fountain Auto Body. All right, I want to just check some of the other headlines. That story is terrible about the drunk driver. That she's doing a podcast and she's drinking and she's talking about how much she hates the police and then goes out and is involved in hit and run killing a police officer. What a disgrace. What an absolute disgrace she is. Crying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, you weren't sorry then. Now, but that other story that I mentioned um, about the... The mother, the the situation in Woonsocket of that, you, you, you cannot, child reunited with mother after the vehicle theft. I mean, that is just unacceptable. Owner of the vehicle left running Mason Variety Store, 510 Elm Street. Now, this is saying a three-year-old, and Channel 6 had a two-year-old. So covered a short distance away later on Sweet Avenue. Child was unharmed. But th- there should be a penalty. You can't do that. I mean, you absolutely cannot. Folks, what is wrong with people? You can't operate that way. Who knows what could have happened? Oh. Now, something needs to be done. But the big news is uh, federal agents raid Rudy Giuliani's New York City apartment. I think he's got some problems. <laughs> um, how about the fact, I don't, judge refuses to publicly release the video in the North Carolina police shooting. I, I'm not, I don't get that. How come? Um, let's, let's find out why. 
I was surprised at that. I was criticizing they were taking so long. North Carolina judge refused to release the body cam footage. Police shooting death of Andrew Brown. Brown's family may view the video within 10 days. They're, they're not, there's something odd about that whole case. If you saw some of the footage of the deputies riding to this guy's house, they're, they're, they're piled into the back of a, of a truck. It, it, it looks terrible. I mean, they, 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 certainly, they certainly look like they are riding there for, for trouble. That's for sure. And then he was short, shot, excuse me, just a, a short amount of time right after that. Um, I, I don't, I don't know why then the judge is, is not releasing that. We'll certainly get into it tomorrow with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. But the North Carolina situation, as I've said, I don't understand what is taking so long. I don't understand why, in fact... Uh, this happened last Wednesday. It's almost a week now. And we still don't know why. And I don't blame, I mean, North Carolina, now there's going to be more protests. So, but the judge denies the petition by the media to release the full body camera footage. And the video will not be released for another 30 to 45 days while the investigation is underway. What is taking so long? I, I got to admit, folks, I don't understand that. It's been denied by the court. The answer is why? It's not, well, uh, and they said the investigation. How long does it take? They showed up last Wednesday. I, I, what is possibly taking so long? So now FBI Charlotte is looking into this. Is it because the independent autopsy released he was fatally shot in the back of the head by a deputy? But now you have the curfew there and it's just ongoing. I don't understand what what possibly is taking so long. Well, this is good news, though, about uh, President Trump. As far as the rallies sound like they're going to be resuming. I don't think there's nothing official just yet. But let me um, just pull up the latest on this right now. It, it's uh, 144. Former President Trump is going to bring back his Make America Great Again rallies. Um, soon as May, could be next month. It's expected to emerge as a focal point of opposition to Biden's radical left agenda, which it is. Um, and then he, let's see. He's going to do another political rally in the future. We'll do one soon. People love the rallies. All right, so there's nothing lined up officially yet. But I think they're going to be very, very well received. I think that people are anxious for them. And no one uh, fires up the crowd like President Trump does. So um, I, I think they'll be um, very, very well received. Let's see. In the post-Trump Department of Justice, things are moving on investigations. Well, the the... The um, the Giuliani thing, the the Giuliani rating is um, is certainly not positive. Let me also play, folks. This was this morning on the Today Show. Savannah Guthrie asking Dr. Fauci about kids at the playground and their masks. She got off the-
Here we go. It, you know, it sets up a strange situation, especially when you start talking about kids. I'll tell you a story. I walked to pick up my little girl at the bus stop yesterday after the CDC recommendations came out. I took off my mask. I waited for her. There was no one else around. She got off the bus with her little mask on. She had to wear her mask. I didn't on the walk home. When are kids going to be able to take off those masks and play outside at the playground? You know, that's going to be the same thing that I mentioned a moment ago. It's going to be a situation. Well, first of all, kids will ultimately wind up getting vaccinated. But you want to have some activity in that direction before they do. High school kids will likely get vaccinated as we get into the fall term. And children of any age will likely be vaccinated by the time we get to the end of the year. But let's not talk about the end of the year. Let's talk about the immediate or intermediate future. When children are out in the community, when you have 30, 40, 50,000 new infections per day, they, they are unvaccinated now because children can't get vaccinated now. And for that reason, they are more at risk of getting infected because they are out in the community where there is a lot of infection. When the community level starts to go way down, the risks to everybody, including the children, is going to be dramatically diminished. But isn't it a weird situation because I'm not fully vaccinated yet. I can take off my mask and walk home. She can't. Like, aren't, doesn't that just point up that the CDC guidelines, there's some kind of disconnect if that's the situation? Well, yeah, what you're pointing out, you, 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 what you're referring to, Savannah, is the top two uh, not fully vaccinated that people can go out without masks if you walk run with members of your household attend a small outdoor gathering fully vaccinated with friends then after that everything has a mask on it as you're showing correctly now on the screen so what you're asking if you are on the left-hand part and you see unvaccinated people walk outdoors with members of your household and you're asking now if your child is a member of your household. Can you walk outdoors with your child without a mask? According to that chart, the answer is yes. But the child can't, not to beat it, yeah. beat it to death. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Think how, I mean, how, how ridiculous is that? And at least there's some pushback on it. At least there's some pushback on this whole notion. Folks, this spring and summer, when, when children start to, this, this is cruel, kids don't need masks on, whether it's summer camps, children are safe to be in school. I mean, even it's even reached the point where Savannah Guthrie of the Today Show is questioning Dr. Fauci on the fact of that she has to wear the mask, but the little child doesn't. That makes no sense at all. Listen, if you have children, grandchildren, it's... I, I just don't understand why they're doing it to these to these children. Folks, good afternoon. It's 148. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by Bethel Softwash. Hey, listen, outside your home or business, let's get rid of the, the grime and the grass stains or the moss or the algae. Bethel Certified Softwash. You can text Jared. At 401-617-2585. 401-617-2585. Bethel Certified Soft Wash. All you do is take a picture and then text it to them. And then they'll get you a free quote. 
Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Their website is RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. The website is RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. They're also on Facebook, Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L, Bethel Certified Soft Wash. The before and afters are really incredible. Now, there's someone else who's also come under tremendous heat. And it's a guy by the fact, um, by the name of Joe Rogan, who he does a podcast. And he was saying, if you're young and you're healthy, that you probably don't need to get the vaccine. I want to hear Savannah Guthrie asked Fauci about it this morning on the Tay Show. Real quickly, I want to ask you, popular uh, podcast host Joe Rogan, you may have heard about this, made comments about young people getting vaccinated. Vaccinated, He's getting a lot of buzz. He said, if you're like 21 years old and you say to me, should I get vaccinated? I say no. If you're a healthy person, you're exercising all the time and you're young and you're eating well, I don't think you need to worry about this. Saying young, healthy people shouldn't get vaccinated. Just quickly, your response. Well, that's incorrect, Savannah. And the reason why is that you're talking about yourself in a vacuum, Dan. You're worried about yourself getting infected and likelihood that you're not going to get any symptoms. But you can get infected and will get infected if you put yourself at risk. And even if you don't have any symptoms, you're propagating the outbreak because it is likely that you, even if you have no symptoms, that you may inadvertently and innocently then infect someone else who might infect someone who really could have a problem with a severe outcome. So if you want to only worry about yourself and not society, then that's okay. But if you're saying to yourself, even if I get infected, I could do damage to somebody else, even if I have no symptoms at all. And that's the reason why you've got to be careful and get vaccinated. Yeah, so you say young, healthy people should get vaccinated. Absolutely. But I, I also agree, though, with her, and I don't really watch them anymore, but I don't understand the thing about the masks uh, with young children. I do not understand this business of the masks and the and with young kids. And I, I think, folks, and I want to play a little bit more of the interview. This was um, Dr. Fauci on the, the Today Show. Masks if you're indoors, but if you're outdoors, you can take that mask off. Just big picture for a moment. What does this mean in terms of our battle uh, in, in this pandemic? Well, it means that we're going in the right direction. I mean, even though, as mentioned correctly, there have been so many cases, we have over 570,000 deaths in the United States. So this is still an issue. We're still getting, you know, tens of thousands of new cases per day. But the thing that's become clear, you know, just from the scientific evidence that the risk of getting infected if you are vaccinated and outdoors is extremely low. I mean, minusculely low. And that's the reason why the CDC has now come out and made these kinds of recommendations, making it much more flexible for people who are vaccinated to get out and enjoy the outdoors. As you showed on the chart that you just put up on the screen, outdoors, you can do virtually everything except congregate in a massive way, for example, at a concert where there are tens of thousands of people. But anything short of that, if you're vaccinated, you really can be out there just enjoying the environment, which is really a big plus yeah. in motivating people to get vaccinated. Definitely. But let's get to it because you still have a significant, the majority of people are not fully vaccinated in, in this country. And if you look at that chart, the rules 
for va unvaccinated people are much more limiting. You mostly have to be masked even if outdoors, according to the CDC chart. But you just said, you know, it's minusculely low. According to the CDC, less than 10% of cases of COVID-19 have been occurring outdoors. Couldn't these recommendations have gone farther even? You know, Savannah, there'll always be that argument that the CDC, being a science-based organization, always wants to wait until the evidence they get is clear. Even though you know that it's still low, there's always that argument that the CDC tends to be a bit conservative. But they do that because they want to make sure they get it completely right and err always on the side of safety. But what I'll guarantee you're going to see Savannah, as more and more people get vaccinated, which will absolutely result in less and less people getting infected. And the numbers per day, the weekly average of a daily number of cases is going to go down. And when it does, you are definitely going to see the CDC come back and be more flexible. Right now, they're going slowly about it. They're being very prudent about it. But as the case numbers come down, they're going to be pulling back on some of the restrictions, guaranteed. I get it. it. You know, it sets up a strange situation, especially when you start talking about kids. I'll tell you a story. I walked to pick up my little girl at the bus stop yesterday after the CDC recommendations came out. I took off my mask. I waited for her. There was no one else around. She got off the bus with her little mask on. She had to wear her mask. I didn't on the walk home. When are kids going to be able to take off those masks and play outside at the playground? You know, that's going to be the same thing that I mentioned a moment ago. It's going to be a situation, well, first of all, kids will ultimately wind up getting vaccinated, but you want to have some activity in that direction before they do. High school kids will likely get vaccinated as we get into the fall term, and children of any age will likely be vaccinated by the time we get to the end of the year. But let's not talk about the end of the year. Let's talk about the immediate or intermediate future. When children are out in the community, when you have 30, 40, 50,000 new infections per day, they are unvaccinated now because children can't get vaccinated now. And for that reason, they are more at risk of getting infected because they are out in the community where there is a lot of infection. When the community level starts to go way down, the risk to everybody, including the children, is going to be dramatically diminished. But isn't it a weird situation because I'm not fully vaccinated yet? I can take off my mask and walk home. She can't. Like, aren't, doesn't that just point up that the CDC guidelines are some kind of disconnect if that's the situation? Well, yeah, what you're pointing out, you, you're, you're, what you're referring to, Savannah, is the top two uh not fully vaccinated that people I, I don't understand none of that and again folks good afternoon it's 156 this is john DePietro. You're listening to the john DePietro show on am 1380 and 99.9 fm she's not wrong i i don't understand what he's talking about and i i don't understand so she's walking home with the child she doesn't have to wear a mask but the little girl does you know why it doesn't make sense? Because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. At this point, I, I don't know what to make of this whole thing. I really don't. We're so close to what I think would be considered herd immunity um, to continue to hold. I, I think, but the last line of defense has to be they have to stop doing this to the children, 
right? They have to stop doing this to the children. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show. Now it's Wednesday. Tomorrow will be Governor McKee COVID briefing. We're going to carry that. Also speak with our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd. By the way, the big news today, it's 157 on this Wednesday. If you just turn on the radio or got in your car, what have you, or you're at home on this Wednesday, April 28th, the big news that you're going to hear coming up in the 2 o'clock news is going to be that of former New York City mayor, former attorney for President Trump, Rudy Giuliani, that the feds, uh, FBI raided his home, his apartment on Madison Avenue or on, uh, yeah, I think on Madison and his um, his office in New York. So that is uh, certainly a developing story. But I want to remind you that J.K.L. Engineering they're there. If you've been thinking of getting central air for your home, or maybe you just need your heating, cooling system improved, call J.K.L. Engineering today, 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600 for J.K.L. Engineering, the original, the best for over 54 years. J.K.L. expertise second to none. Now think of J.K.L. Engineering. So if you're listening right now, whether you live in Bellingham, whether you live in Lincoln, wherever you can hear my voice, call J.K.L. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Estimates are free. Financing is available. And Central Air is a game changer for your life. Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. For J.K.L. Engineering, estimates are free, financing is available, and they have the highest rebates on the market. J.K.L. They do it right, and they do it right the first time. Call J.K.L. Engineering today, 401-351-7600. Well, folks, it's John DePietro. It's 159. Coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news and then the John Dion program. Uh, again, coming up on Thursday, tomorrow will be Governor McKee's next COVID briefing. If you would like to reach me, please go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-T-R-O.com. So stay tuned for that. I will be doing a Facebook Live later. But the big news, stay tuned for Rudy Giuliani, feds raided his apartment and office. Doesn't sound good. All right, stay tuned for the news and uh, enjoy this. WNRI, socket. Wait.